Talk Radio. This is the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com, your election headquarters. And we are 252 days away from the most important presidential election in modern history, American history, world history. I guess it's up for debate. But I got to tell you something. I have a list of video clips today. The theme is you're going to be infuriated. And I had to consciously just accept this as today's theme because the news today is going to have you fuming and outraged as it should, as it should. But we're going to hear from Chuck Schumer and Mike Johnson and Joe Biden as far as their little negotiations today. And what is the theme? The theme is that you get lied to. The theme is that you get lied to and you get told that Ukraine's border and Israel's sovereignty is more important than your own. Now, let's humor them for the second because where does this idea even come from? What is the belief that would even lead somebody to that conclusion? Oh, well, somehow, oh, America's sovereignty is just a given. Except it's not. We are being invaded. And so that's what makes this even more frustrating. On its face, it's already ridiculous to claim that this is a national security bill when it's all about Ukraine and Israel. But then on top of that, we're being invaded. And then on top of that, I've got a stack of news with all the illegal immigrant crime. I mean, folks, this is out of control. You've got illegal immigrants murdering toddlers. You have illegal immigrants raping toddlers. You have illegal immigrants beating women so savagely that their skull is deformed. By the way, no comment on any of that from the Biden administration. None. But you'll hear all about George Floyd. But nothing on any of the victims of these illegal immigrants. Oh, that that shooter in, in D.C. that barricaded himself in and shot three cops? Also an illegal immigrant. The illegal immigrant in Boston that just sexually assaulted a a child was released. No, no, no. I don't mean just release, catch and release policy at the border. I I mean, uh, raped a child and then got released afterwards. Yeah. 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 Today's news is going to be infuriating. Just a heads up. But you're going to learn all about how... Our country is being destroyed from within. No, the biggest threat is not Putin or Russia. By the way, but I'm just overwhelmed. Tucker had a couple interesting, very important interviews that are now going viral. We're going to play some clips from that. It's almost like irrelevant at this case, except it just shows the total scum 
that's politically persecuting Donald Trump. Nathan Wade's divorce attorney was on the stand today. I mean, the whole thing is crazy. It just shows how guilty they all are. And there's nothing he can do to cover up for the fact that they were obviously having an affair. And they obviously lied about it under oath. And then every time, I mean, the judge is at least hearing the facts of the case. Every time the lawyers trying to defend Willis and Wade and and now this divorce attorney, every time they ask for an objection, the judge says, of course not, overruled. I I need to hear this information. So, I mean, I, I got that going on. It's just crazy. I got geopolitical news going on. Finally, now people are saying, well, I want to change my race. If you can change your gender, why can't I change my race? Oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Well, why can't you do that? Because, see, it's all propaganda. It's all weaponized. But if you can change your race and then weaponize that against somebody else, well, then, no, you can't do that. So we got all of that more. There is a man who is whatever America needs him to be. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. Nothing less than a knight. Shining. They'll hunt him. They'll set the dogs on him. Because the truth is the greatest threat they face. It's the war room. With Owen Schroyer. Totally accurate. Take it to the bank. Whatever the left is accusing you of doing, they are guilty of themselves. Whatever the American left is accusing you of doing, they are guilty of themselves. And now the latest example of this is a death threat with powder inside of it sent to Don Trump Jr.'s residence. Now, why am I saying this is about the left making accusation accusations of things they're guilty of? Because the left claims, oh, it's the political right that's violent. The left claims it's the lies and the propaganda of the political right that's going to cause political violence. But, of course, the exact opposite is the case. And the evidence is overwhelming. I don't want to belabor this point too much. But shall we add some context here? 2016, what did we see? We saw all kinds of political violence from the American left in response to Donald Trump becoming president. Why? Because the American left and their propagandists in the media lied about Donald Trump, lied about Trump supporters. So this led to political violence at Trump's inauguration, all kinds of Antifa uh, rioting and violence across the nation. It led to the average Trump supporter. If you got caught in public wearing a Trump hat, you were going to get assaulted. Thousands of these cases. But the political left said, oh, it's the right that's violent. It's the lies of the right causing violence. Than you had in 2020. And and there are many other instances, but these are some of the headlights, uh, the highlights of it. And then in 2020, they lied about George Floyd. They said George Floyd was a victim of racism and police brutality. 
when it turns out George Floyd was a career criminal who was not cooperating with police and overdosed on fentanyl. And now innocent police officers' lives have been ruined because of that lie. And now many cities across the nation had taken on billions of dollars of property damage. Some businesses never reopened. Some some lives lost all because of the lies of the political left. And now on a more personal level, hazmat teams spotted at Don Jr.'s Florida home after white powder discovered, white powder mailed to Trump Jr. The envelope with white powder with a death threat inside mailed to his house. And I could sit here and read for you the the, the psychotic ramblings of whatever liberal Democrat wrote this letter. But it's just that. It's just complete psychotic ramblings motivated by the Democrat Party, motivated by the political left. In fact, how how could I leave out probably the biggest one of all? And that just shows how well the propaganda works. Even when you're informed, even when you're paying attention, the propaganda works. What about James Hodgkinson? How many of you in the audience even know who James Hodgkinson is? And if you don't, there's a reason for that. Because the Democrats don't want you to know who James Hodgkinson is. And the liberal media doesn't want you to know who James Hodgkinson is. Because James Hodgkinson was a Democrat voter and a Democrat election volunteer who drove from Missouri to Washington, D.C. to commit a mass murder of Republicans. Could it be that James Hodgkinson read the New York Times story that said, hey, here's where Republicans practice for the congressional baseball game. And by the way, wink, wink, nod, nod, there's no security there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Those racist Republicans, those Republicans that want to take away a woman's right to choose, those nasty Republicans, The traitors to this country colluding with Russia, they have a baseball practice right over here. Here's the address, and there's no security there. And then Hodgkinson drives there and tries to commit a mass murder, and luckily he wasn't a very good shot, and he was only able to wound a couple members of Congress and didn't get any casualties. But that was an attempted mass murder from an American leftist. But you could go down the list. You can go to Bernadette Dorn. You can go to Bill Ayers. You can go to the Weather Underground. By the way, these are the people that Barack Obama started his political career with. But I'm ranting. So now another psychotic leftist death threat against Donald Trump Jr. mailing powder to his house. Why? Because the American left lies about the Trump family. Because the American left lies about Republicans. The American left lies about conservative Values, Christians, white people, pretty much everything. But more importantly, whatever the American left is accusing you of doing, they are the ones doing it. Every single time. And perhaps another case in point has to be the Biden crime family. They act like Donald Trump is the criminal. They commit fraud against Donald Trump and they weaponize the government against Donald Trump. But Joe Biden is the real criminal. And guys, I'd like you to pull this up on the screen so that we can read along here. 
the Oversight Committee has just released a statement again on evidence of the Biden crime family. And now it's getting shared all over the place, including by Elon Musk, who I don't know if he has the biggest. Well, he definitely has the biggest X account. Whether he has the most followers or not, I, I don't know. But he he, boot, he obviously boosts his own Twitter account, his own X account, because he, he owns it. So, so why wouldn't he? So, yeah, Elon Musk has the biggest, most trafficked, most important account on X, and he's now sharing this stuff. And this was published this morning from the GOP Oversight Committee. Now, now before I get into this, understand one thing here. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but the Democrats have a Biden problem. And the Republicans have to be real strategic on how they deal with the Biden crime family at this point in the game. The damage done by Joe Biden is already so bad and so drastic. There's only so much you can even do to reverse it while he's president or or up until the next presidential election. But in a way, you almost don't want to do the Democrats a favor by removing Joe Biden for them because they have a Biden problem. And if Biden makes it to November and is on the ballot against Donald Trump and then wins, there won't be a single American that believes that. Only the dumbest of the dumbest, only the most brainwashed of the most brainwashed would believe that Joe Biden could beat Donald Trump in an election. And then if that happens, then everybody will look back and say, wow, they probably stole 2022. The 2020 election, too. So they have to be extremely strategic here on how they deal with Joe Biden. I, I At this point, I would probably even wait, force the Democrats to remove Joe Biden themselves or wait until after the August Democrat convention because at this point they have to want to remove Joe Biden. He, he's an embarrassment. He can't walk. He can't talk. He's an international joke. Everybody knows he can't beat Trump, and then and then if he somehow did, they'd say, okay, well, he never beat Trump. All of our elections are rigged. So at this point, Biden is way too much of a liability even for the Democrats. So if I'm the Republicans, I'm waiting till after August till they nominate him, or, or I'm waiting till maybe after, you know, you, you think you win the 2024 election, and then you do uh, criminal charges or you go after all of his family members involved with these crimes too. But, okay, aside from the big question, can Biden even run? Will he even be the Democrat nominee? They put out more evidence, more of their investigation this morning. And, and also keep in mind, the Democrats know this too, folks. This, All these investigations, the Democrats have access to all this information too. So, so they know Biden's cooked. They know he's cooked and is engaging in all types of crimes. But it's the same story. Whatever they accuse you of, they're doing. They say Donald Trump's the criminal. Joe Biden is the criminal. So here we go. From the House Oversight Committee this morning. Evidence of Joe Biden's involvement in the Biden family, family, quote unquote, business, meaning it's obviously not a legitimate business. They know it. Everybody knows it. Our investigation is centered on Joe Biden's knowledge of participation in and benefit from his family's influence peddling schemes. Here are key facts unearthed 
to date. Biden associate Devin Archer testified Joe Biden was the brand that Hunter Biden sold around the world when his father was vice president of the United States. In other words, Hunter Biden does business deals around the world. He says, my father's the president. Pay me some money. I can get you some political influence. And then they share the documents, by the way, from the testimony. So they go back and they share you the, de- the, the documents from Archer's testimony proving this. That Joe Biden was allowing his family to sell Joe Biden for political influence around the world. Selling the brand has been lucrative for the Bidens. In our third bank records memo, our committee identified over $20 million in payments from foreign sources to the Biden family and their business associates that occurred during Joe Biden's vice vice presidency. Now, remember, they dug into Donald Trump for years. They couldn't find anything. Mailed with his son, Hunter, his brother, Jim, and both of their businesses over 29,000 times. Wow, 29,000. Then Vice President Biden used email aliases and private email addresses to communicate with Hunter and Hunter's business associates hundreds of times. Now, remember... When they first investigated the Biden emails, and this is the only time the leftist media covered any of this. When they first investigated the Biden emails, they didn't find anything because at the time they didn't know Biden was using a fake name and a different email address. So why would Biden be doing that? Well, because he knows he was breaking the law. He knew he was committing crimes, potentially high treason. And so he was using a secret name. And a secret email address. So when the Republicans did their first, when the Oversight Committee did their first scraping of this, they didn't find it. And the media said, see, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. But then, oh, Biden was using a fake name because he knew what he was doing was illegal. Then they found the fake name and then they found the emails. We get back to the report. Tony Bobolinsky also testified Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family as they did work with a Chinese Communist Party linked energy company, CEFC. By the way, this is the third business associate of the Bidens that testified, probably took a deal, quite frankly, probably took a a, a deal to to give all the dirt on the Bidens to avoid charges themselves. And this is the same company that Joe Biden just sold a bunch of oil to as well. So so let's keep that in mind. So the pay-for-play continues. CEFC sought to gain a stake in U.S. oil and gas companies to export American-made energy to China. And then they did just that. Bobolinsky said Joe Biden was more than a participant and beneficiary in his family business schemes. He was an enabler. Joe Biden was the lead gangster. The big guy is 100% Joe Biden, according to Bobolinsky. 10% 10% for the big guy. So all the money, it's it's his, you know, it's basically his commission for being the executive and, and the one that can actually pay political favors. Joe Biden has interacted with nearly all of Hunter's foreign business associates, yet continues to lie to the American people about it. I mean, he's caught red-handed, folks. The gig is up. They all belong in prison, at the least. Send him to the prison I went to for a little visit. According to Rob Walker, another, so now this is the fourth witness, Joe Biden met with the now missing chairman of 
CEFC Yi Jinming and other CEFC officials missing. This meeting was around the time Hunter Biden and his associates received $3 million from a CEFC entity for the work they did when Joe Biden was vice president. So if you're wondering what Joe Biden was doing when he was vice president, selling the country out to enrich himself. Our committee subpoenaed and obtained two bank wires revealing Hunter Biden received payments originating from Chinese nationals, including Jonathan Lee, in July and August 2019 when Joe Biden was running for president of the United States. So he was selling future favors as well. So he was going around in 2019 running for president and selling political favors, futures, to the Chinese as well. That's probably why Biden ended up selling a bunch of our oil to China, lifting the tariffs on China, and spreading our military so thin that they can't engage with China in the South China Sea to protect Taiwan. Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home is listed as the beneficiary address for both wires. And of course, that's where Hunter was living. And that's where the classified documents that Biden illegally stole were being held as well. Now, 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 let's keep in mind as we get into the bank records now. The banks, multiple banks, filed suspicious activity reports into Hunter Biden's activities. When the suspicious activity ports, reports were sent to the IRS and to the FBI, the orders came from up top to ignore them. And you had multiple FBI whistleblowers and IRS whistleblowers that testified to that. So they were all covering for the Biden crime family. For whatever reason, that's how it went on. Let's continue. We obtained bank records revealing a $200,000 direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. This check was written on the same day James Biden received a $200,000 loan, quote unquote, because that's what they're saying. It's a lie. A financially distressed rural hospital operator, which James Biden made, quote, representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors. Now, now, why is that number significant? Because it was a $2 million payment and then the $200,000 was sent to Biden, Joe Biden. That's the 10% for the big guy. I mean, folks, this guy's a political bandit. It's unreal. It's cut and dry. It's Bob Menendez getting caught with his pocket stuffed with gold bullion. And the Democrats are so corrupted and so committed to their crimes against this country that they act like none of this is real. And they'll, and they'll probably say it's Russian propaganda. I mean, that's what we're dealing with here. And it's funny because he just shows it off. He shows off all his mansions. He shows off all his fancy cars. Where, well, how did he get all that money? He, well, he, he stole it. He sold this country out. He committed crimes. He's a damn criminal. All right, let's continue. It's kind of like in The Wolf of Wall Street. And they're going to come in and say, that, that's a real nice car. I can't wait till we take that. In an internal AmeriCorps document obtained by Politico, even Politico is, 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 is having to admit that Joe Biden's the criminal. Jim Biden's first attribute on his biography is, quote, brother and campaign finance chair of former Vice President Joe Biden. Of course, that's an unofficial position, isn't it? How convenient. And then they share those documents that they have. We released bank records revealing how Joe Biden received $40,000 in China money 
from the account of his brother James Biden and his sister-in-law Sarah Biden in the form of a personal check. This money landed in Joe Biden's bank account shortly after Hunter Biden threatened a CEFC associate to pay up, claiming his father was sitting next to him in the room. And by the way, we have that phone call. We've played that phone call. And by the way, that was after a $400,000 payment was made. So $400,000 to Hunter, $40,000 to Joe. $2 million to James, $200,000 to Joe. Starting to see the picture here? And they have the bank records. They have the wires, the checks, the phone calls, all of it. There is no family business without Joe Biden. He is the brand that allowed the Bidens to rake in millions of dollars from China, Russia, Ukraine, Romania, and Kazakhstan. And who knows where else? Joe Biden has tarnished his position of public trust by allowing his family to put his power, protection, and influence up for sale. He spoke, dined, met, and had coffee with his family's foreign associates as they funneled millions of dollars to the Biden crime family. This public corruption cannot be tolerated. Tomorrow, our committee will depose Hunter Biden. That's tomorrow. Hunter Biden will be deposed. A key witness in our investigation of Joe Biden. A key witness. This is an important interview in our investigation, but it is not the end. There are more subpoenas and more interviews to come. The buck stops with Joe Biden and there will be accountability. There you go. Shared by Elon Musk on X, the biggest account on X. This will be seen millions of times. Now, the mainstream media will ignore it because they're in the tank for Joe Biden. They're, they're, they're essentially part of the Biden crime family. They're the cover-up gang. But it's all there. It's undeniable. The Biden crime family totally exposed. Now, what happens in the deposition of Hunter Biden tomorrow? I don't know when we find out. But all I can say is I hope the Republicans are serious when they say this will not be tolerated. And I hope they have a strategy about how to actually effectively use all this criminal evidence against the Biden crime family. InfoWars is listener supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health, too. The curcuminoids in turmeric is one of nature's most powerful and beneficial medicines. Raw turmeric root contains about 5% of this incredible medicine. But our bodies has been formulated to contain over 95%. This makes bodies one of the most powerful natural antioxidants in the world. Combined with other natural herbs, bodies will help improve mobility, flexibility, and immunity. Get some today. Now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
and the stiffness. Tomorrow, I'm going to need to take some bodies. So that's the plan. Play some ball tonight. And then bodies afterwards to avoid the soreness and the stiffness tomorrow. You, you hate to admit it, but, you know, you get you get older. Specifically, you know, maybe your 30s is when it starts to sit in. And you can't just run around all night without feeling it the next day. So that's every time after uh, I, I, I play ball, I like to take a couple of bod ease capsules because uh, that way the next day the soreness is greatly eased. The body is greatly eased, if you will. And we have so many people calling in about this. They have stiffness or soreness in their joints. They talk about flexibility. They talk about inflammation and bodies was the answer for them. And you can read all the reviews as well at InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies is the ultimate turmeric and inflammatory support product on the market. Pure turmeric extract plus piperine from black pepper makes for optimal absorption to help boost and support your flexibility, mobility, joint function, immune system, and so much more. Bodies is the perfect answer to the whole body support in one easy supplement. 40% off, 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's your support there that keeps us on the air. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. We're going to hear from Biden and Schumer and Johnson about the meeting that Biden had today. There's just so much. There's so much illegal immigration news. I can't even cover it. So let's pop in and out of some of these Fannie Willis case clips. Now, there's all kinds of these out there. So I had to just pick a couple. I don't have all the time to cover it. But... um, it went a lot like this. You get a pretty much a good feel of it. So this is Nathan Wade's divorce attorney, and this is where the whole thing has gone wrong for him. Um, his ex-wife, never underestimate the scorn of a woman. And so uh, I, I think that even though they did try to cut a deal and, and basically pay her off, it was too late because this was already coming out in witness testimony. And so now his divorce attorney has to talk about the affair that he was having with Willis at the time. And all of a sudden, of course, he forgets his memory. But every time the defense tries to tell the judge we object, the judge says overruled. So you get a pretty good taste of it here in clip 20. How do you have knowledge? What knowledge? did? Well, you just told us. You told us Mr. Wade told you. So tell us what Mr. Wade told you about Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade meeting at the Evans office. Objection, Your Honor. Privilege. This clearly covers a time after December 2018 that would be covered by the privilege. Yeah. Um, overall. Do you recall the question, Mr. Bradley? I do not. He just sits right. there in silence and they the try question, to object. What did you learn from Mr. Wade? I was clarified that's where you learned it from. About Mr. Willis, Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis meeting at Evans' office together. I don't object to ask an answer. He's testified that he hasn't answered. We haven't heard an answer. 
He testified he had one conversation with Mr. Wade in the back of his uh, law Judge, office. No, and his, and his answer may change. So overall, as to what, how to answer the question. I can't recall what the conversation was. Um, I do. I do recall um, knowing that they would that he would go down to the office or had been down to the office, but I can't down. tell you in what capacity or when or any of that. No. Mr. Wade told you that they had sex at the office, though, correct? I don't recall him stating that, no. Oh. You don't recall it? No. So it's possible he did say that? You just don't remember one way or another? I do not remember him saying that. Um. <sighs> So that's pretty much how it went all day. And the judge ruled that attorney-client privilege is out the window as far as Wade's discussion with his divorce attorney about his alleged affair with Willis. So the whole thing is really just embarrassing more than anything, embarrassing for the entire country, embarrassing for Willis and Wade. And it just it just shows the type of scum that the Democrats are sending after Donald Trump. It also shows what the affirmative action and diversity in the justice system is doing to the justice system. It's corrupting it. So this uh, this thing is just going to continue to spiral. We'll see what the final result is. I mean, things are so corrupt, you, you almost think that none of this matters. But it might. Willis could be destroyed by this, and then they all might have to recuse themselves, or the case might even be thrown out against Trump in Georgia. So that's why this is significant. Meanwhile, Joe Biden went on late night TV last night. The whole thing was an embarrassment with Seth Meyers. Again, I could play the whole 10 minutes and and all the awkward moments. But here's Biden attacking Trump on his mental decline and then having a moment of his own in clip three. For American voters, how do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, that just didn't happen. Number one. He was talking about Mercedes Schlapp. That's the clip they're talking about. So it's just it's a lie. How old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American p- positions. Roe v. Wade was reversed uh, during really your presidency. This, sincerely, the... Uh, I think it's about about the future and everything, every single thing we've done. I think we've got some good things done, everything. And we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And uh, but I think everything, everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with if he gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than anyway. I don't want to get <laughs> You talked about yeah, it's funny because uh, he doesn't know where he is. He forgets where he is. He says all of this with a Ukraine flag on his lapel pin, a Ukraine flag. Again, there were more awkward moments. I don't want to waste our time. But, you know, speaking of lying under oath, um, just look at this. Look at this son of a bitch, John Brennan in 2017. Do you think John Brennan was lying here in clip 12? Did evidence exist of collusion, coordination, conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russian state actors 
at the time you learned of 2016 efforts? I encountered and am aware of information and intelligence that um, revealed contacts and interactions between Russian officials and U.S. persons involved in the uh, Trump campaign that um, I was concerned about because of known Russian efforts to suborn such individuals. And it uh, raised questions in my mind, again, whether or not the Russians were able to gain the cooperation of those individuals. I don't know whether or not such collusion, that's your term, such collusion No, that, oh, that's not his I term. No, No, and, and so now we know what happened. Actually, it, actually, it was Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, John Brennan. You guys colluded with the Russians. You put up Russian assets to contact Trump and other Trump associates. It's called the bump technique. So that you could then claim you, you had a parallel construction, you liar. We have products that will change your life that are amazing. I want to sell you products that really work so you want them again. But if you don't support us, we won't be here. Plus, you really need Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 95% curcuminoid. The strongest other top brands are 75, 80%. Nobody makes it 95. We went to the top, one of the top makers. We said, we want the strongest you can make. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 40% off, InfoWarsStore.com. We have Nitric Boost. 40% 40% off. We've been selling nitric boost for a couple of years. Never had it below 25 because there was hardly any profit there. We went to a place that gives us stuff just as good or even better. It's where we're getting it from. And it's 40% off passing the savings on to you. Nitric boost. You need to experience it. You need to take it. So InfoWarsStore.com for nitric boost. And so many other great products as well like TurboForce, 10-hour clean energy back in stock. InfoWarsStore.com, TurboForce. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. by that because we need to cover the border meeting today. I, I, I want to cover all the angles. So you had Chuck Schumer making a statement, Mike Johnson making a statement. We'll go to Biden. We'll go to Karine Jean-Pierre. Here's Chuck Schumer after the uh, discussion in the Oval Office about the border, uh, in his view, how it went in clip seven. 
being on um, this dirty, dirty Ukraine rat. He's a dirty rat. I have ever encountered in my many meetings in the Oval Office. The four of us, all together, led. First person to speak was Leader McConnell. Well, the five of us: the president, the vice president, Leader McConnell, Speaker uh, Leader Jeffries, and myself. Made it so clear how vital this was to the United States. That's funding this Ukraine. Was so so important. Funding Ukraine, and that we couldn't afford to wait a month or two months or three months because we w- we would, in all likelihood, lose the war. NATO. Lose be the war. fractured at best. We're at war with Russia? Did you Allies vote for that? would turn away from the United States. And the boldest leaders, the boldest autocrats of the world, the Putins. Like you and Biden? The Xi's, the presidents of North, Car- uh, North, Car- North Korea. Oh. I like the governor of North Carolina, actually. You're, you're uh, losing it too, are The presidents of uh, North Korea and Iran would be emboldened, thinking that the United States... Was this oh, soft, please. Fat, yeah, but, but, but you you funding uh, Israel's wars and emboldening Iran. I mean, what a advantage. joke. And so we said to the speaker, get it done. I told him this is one of the Sounds moments. Sounds like an autocrat. I said, I've been around here a long time. It's maybe four or five times that history is looking over your shoulder. And if you don't do the right thing, whatever the immediate politics are, you will regret it. It's for Ukraine. Two years from now and every year after that. Because really, it's in his hands. It's in his hands. And I hope he rejects we it. We told him how important it was. It was passionate. It's I about Ukraine, about folks. Keep that in mind. He's Ukraine talking about Ukraine. Soldiers. Again, this should outrage you. had Russian artillery in range with the drones they have, but had no ammunition to fire at. We talked about four brigades who are ready to go, Ukrainian, no arms. And how serious the What happened to the hundreds of billions of dollars? What happened to all the arms we sent the there, Chuck? Consensus in that room. Where'd all the arms Zelensky go? And Ukraine will lose Where'd the all the equipment if we go? Don't get the arms and don't get them quickly. Where did it go? The speaker brought up the border. We made it very clear to him that we want to do something real on border, and in fact, but first give us money in Ukraine. Democrats in the Senate supported a border bill that no, you didn't. Very conservative groups, including the Border Patrol agents, the Wall Street Journal editorial. Page, I mean, think about it, folks. He's negotiating as a Ukrainian and, uh, diplomat here. Commerce were for. So Mike Johnson comes to the table to for America, says, Ukraine, "Hey, we need to secure our border." And Chuck Schumer says, "Well, uh, we need to secure terror. Ukraine's war against Russia first. You can't Who do you work for, Chuck? Would work on was a non sequitur. Who do you work for, no Chuck? There's a logic to solving the border. We want to solve it. No, you don't. You want to fund Ukraine, to, you but bastard. We have to do Ukraine right now because there's an await with that can get done quickly because that has broad bipartisan consensus. All right. And the border takes some more work. I told myself I wouldn't get, to work on to get emotional done. here because I knew coming in how much this would infuriate me. But I mean, that rat bastard, that son of a bitch. Chuck Schumer comes to the American people and says, "Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine." You want to have a border? We have to fund Ukraine. But even that's a lie. They've already given hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine. Where'd the money go? They'd already, they've already given hundreds of millions of dollars worth of military equipment to Ukraine. Where'd the equipment go? We've already done everything for Ukraine. The money was stolen. The equipment was stolen. And that rat bastard Chuck Schumer says, we have to secure Ukraine's war. And even if the Republicans voted for this bill, 
to fund Ukraine endlessly? Do you really believe that the Democrats would secure the border? If you believe that, you're an idiot. Now let's go to Mike Johnson. Here's his statement after the meeting in clip 15. Thank you. Thank you all for staying. We had a, uh, a, a couple of meetings there. It was uh, frank and honest. I think we need more frank and honest conversations on Capitol Hill. So I was happy to participate in this. We did uh, that as a group. And then I had a uh, one-on-one for a period of time with the president, just he and I in the Oval Office. Uh, let me say this. When I showed up today, my purpose was to express what I believe is the obvious truth. And that is that we must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs, you have to talk first about our open border. I've been, I believe, in uh, maybe 20-something states over the last several weeks, going around the country, uh, appearing at events with my colleagues, and we're hearing from the American people of all parties and all persuasions and all cities and all states who feel this acutely. They understand the catastrophe at the border is affecting everyone, and it is top of mind for all the American people for that reason. So I brought that issue up repeatedly today in that room and and again one-on-one with the president i think that's our responsibility uh to bring that up the other big priority for our country he has to take that stance he has to be the one arguing for america because mcconnell and schumer and jeffries and biden are all against america in weeks and over the last several days quite literally around the clock to get that job done we're very optimistic I, i hope that the other leaders came out here and told you the same we believe that we can get to agreement on these issues and prevent a government shutdown and that's our first uh, Shut it responsibility. Down. Uh, you also heard, I'm sure, that there was um, discussion about the supplemental uh, spending package. There isn't even a government and, shutdown. Uh, even that's a lie. With the president and all those in the room, that the House is actively uh, pursuing and uh, investigating all sucks. the various options on that. And we will address that in a timely manner. But again, the first priority of the country is our border and making sure it's secure. I, I believe the president can take executive authority right now today to change that. And I told him that again today. Really? Person, you mean as the as law? I've said law many enforcement? Times, publicly and privately over the last several weeks. It's time for action. It is a catastrophe. Huh. And it must stop. And we will get the government funded and we'll keep working on that. So we'll have more for you. Horrible. F. But imagine, that's what we have. That's all we have, folks. That's all we have defending America right now. Is Mike Johnson. He has to go on there against Biden and Schumer and Jeffries and McConnell who are all anti-American, all negotiating from the stance of Israel and Ukraine and the military-industrial complex and the deep state. And all we have is Mike Johnson, who comes out with a low-grade, milquetoast response like that. No, Mike, you say you want to have frank conversations? You, you say you want to tell it like it is? Then tell it like it is, Mike. You're the only American representative in that room during these negotiations. You're outnumbered four to one in the White House, trying to defend America. How about Biden? You want to hear what Biden had to say about it, guys? Uh, Joe Biden, how did the uh, negotiations go uh, moments ago with Schumer and Johnson? Clip 18. sits there confused 
He just sits there like he has no idea what's going on, probably hoping that the next time he releases air, he doesn't end up with poop in his pants. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre saying she's not going to talk about what they talked about or what Joe Biden is going to do with his trip to the border on Thursday. Uh, Biden going to Brownsville. Trump is going to Eagle Pass Thursday. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. Uh, she's not going to answer any questions in clip 25. You that you could share about the president's visit to the border on Thursday. Does he have any plans to announce any executive actions? So I don't have anything to, I'm not going to get ahead of the president, don't have anything to, to uh, announce at this time. We've, sp- we've spoken to executive actions. I've spoken to that many times. Uh, we think the bottom line is the way to have dealt with this uh, border, the challenge that we see at the border. Oh, now there's a crisis at the border? Immigration, a broken immigration system that has been broken for decades. Oh. Is if we, if... Republicans have moved forward. Oh, it's the uh, Republicans. With, um, I got you. Yeah, uh, with the bipartisan deal that came out of the Senate. But I told instead you of doing that, today. Donald Trump. They listened to Donald. Oh, Trump, it's Trump's fault. Yeah, former president, and they made it about politics. They did not make it about an about, issue that uh, majority oh, of Americans oh, oh, oh. care about. I'm about to have an aneurysm. These traitors to our country. These lying crooks go into a meeting at the Oval Office and they wear Ukraine flag lapel pins and they say, America gets nothing unless Ukraine gets everything. And then they have the nerve to come out and blame Donald Trump and blame Republicans. And after they've been lying about the border for three years, now they say there's a border crisis, but now they're leveraging that for a political negotiation to fund Ukraine, where we've already sent hundreds of billions of dollars and hundreds of millions of military equipment and it's all been stolen. I mean, this is infuriating garbage right here. This is unreal. InfoWars is listener supported and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health too. The curcuminoids in turmeric is one of nature's most powerful and beneficial medicines. Raw turmeric root contains about 5% of this incredible medicine. But our bodies has been formulated to contain over 95%. This makes bodies one of the most powerful natural antioxidants in the world. Combined with other natural herbs, bodies will help improve mobility, flexibility, and immunity. Get some today. Now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. Warning. All right, this it's the InfoWarStore brought to you by InfoWarStore.com. My blood pressure's already risen. We know what it is. All right, just put, put it down. I don't have enough time today. So I, I, I'm just infuriated. I, I'm just infuriated by these liars, these crooks that are selling our country out. They all belong in prison. But here's a little anecdote for you. This is what it was like when Donald Trump was president and and the American people weren't outnumbered during these negotiations and we actually had the chief executive negotiating on our behalf. And so here's what that was like. Uh, you have the, oh, the oh, White House. Trump Trump oh. Oh. You have the White House. Go you have the Senate. You have the House of Representatives. You have the votes. You should pass no, it. No, we right don't have now. the votes, Nancy, because in the Senate we need 60 votes. No, no, but in the House. And we don't you have. You could bring it up right now. Yeah, but I can't. Excuse me. 
but I can't get it passed in the House if it's not going to pass in the Senate. I don't want to waste time. Well, you, well the fact is you can get it started that way. The and House we could get passed very easily, okay, and we do. do but do the it. problem is the Senate, because we need 10 Democrats to vote, yeah, and they won't vote. That's not the point, Mr. President. The point is, is that there are equities to be weighed, and we're here to have a conversation in Correct. a prayerful way, so I don't think we should have a debate Correct. in front of the press Oh, oh n- uh, Nancy doesn't want the press the to see what's going on. There were no live cameras during the Biden negotiations, but Trump said, hey, turn the cameras on. You want to you, you see how corrupt these bastards we are like Nancy Pelosi? Turn on the cameras. We would do it immediately. We'd get it passed very easily in the House. We would get it, Nancy, I'd have it passed in two seconds. It doesn't matter, though, because we can't get it passed in the Senate because we need 10 Democrat votes. That's the problem. Again, let us have our conversation, and then we can meet with the press again. But the fact is, is that uh, legislating, which is what we do, right. you begin, you make your, your point, you state your case, that's what the House Republicans could do if they had the votes. But there are no votes in the House, a majority of votes, for a wall, no matter where that's you exactly start. exactly right. You don't have if to I the needed House. the votes for the wall in the House, I would have them mm-hmm. in one session, well, it would be do done. It. Do it. it doesn't help because we need 10 Democrats in no, the don't Senate. Put it on the Senate. Put it of on course. Put it on the negotiation. Okay, let me ask you this. Just And we're doing this in a very friendly manner. It doesn't help for me to take a vote in the House where I will win easily with the Republicans. You will not win. It doesn't help to take that vote because I'm not going to get the vote well, of the Senate. the Senate. I need 10 senators. That's Mr. the President, problem. You have the White House. You have the Senate. I have the you White have House. The, the White House, House is done. And the House would give me the vote if I wanted it. But I can't because well, I need, can't. Nancy, I need 10 votes from Chuck. No, All right, let me President, say something let me, here. Let me just say one thing. The fact is, you do not have the votes in the House. Nancy, I do. And we need well, border security. Nancy, we'll Nancy, we need border security. It's very simple. Of course we do. We need border security. People are pouring into our country, including terrorists. We have terrorists. We caught 10 terrorists over the last very short period of time. 10. These are very serious people. Our border agents, all of our law enforcement has been incredible what they've done. But we caught 10 terrorists. These are people that were looking to do harm. We need the wall. We need, more important than anything, we need border security, of which the wall is just a piece. But it's important. Chuck, did you want to say something? Yeah, here's what I want to say. We have a lot of disagreements here. The Washington Post today gave you a whole lot of Pinocchios because they say you constantly misstate how much the wall is built, how much of the wall is built, and how much is there. But that's not the point here. We have a disagreement about the wall, whether it's effective or not. Not on border security, but on the wall. We do not want to shut down the government. You have called this 20 is one of the times rats in the history to shut of the down the government. You say, I want to shut down the government. We don't. That, that, we want that, to come this to is one of the agreement. biggest traders in America. We can't come to right an there, agreement. We have solutions that will pass the House and Senate right now and will not shut down the government. And that's what we're urging you to do. Not threaten to shut down the government because you, you let me just finish. Because you can't get your way. Let me say something, Mr. President. You just say my way or we'll shut down the government. We have a Good, proposal I like that. that Democrats and Screw Republicans will support to do a CR that will not shut down the government. We urge you to take it. And if it's not good border security, I it won't take it. And it doesn't even shut down the government. Even that's a lot. Security, I won't take it. It's what the because board- when you look at these numbers of the effectiveness of our border security, and when you look at the job that we're doing you with our military... You just said it is effective. So, so, so ladies and gentlemen, can I, again... Can I tell you something? There were no live cameras during the meeting with Joe Biden because they didn't want you to see those crooked meetings. To see that you had four people arguing against America and then one arguing for America, Mike Johnson, who can barely even hold water. But, I mean, my God, that's what it sounds like. So so Trump negotiating on the behalf of America...
versus Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi arguing against America. I mean, wow. Just look at the juxtaposition. What for I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. The War Room with Owen Troyer. The Internet will never be the same. overwhelming, unbelievable, unmeasurable in many cases, political corruption here in the United States of America. They're also dealing with it in Brazil. And it's it's very similar construction as what's happening here with, with Trump to what happened to Bolsonaro in Brazil. And these are pro-Bolsonaro call them rallies or, or protests that are going on in the streets of Brazil. I mean, folks, you think Trump had big rallies? Bolsonaro had the biggest rallies, b- biggest political rallies I've ever seen. And then somehow Lula, a known criminal who they, the, the communist judges literally pulled out of jail to run for president, and then he wins in a very similar manner to Biden won, where they have the perfect amount of votes in the right areas to put him just over the top. Supporters of Brazil's Bolsonaro stage huge demonstration to defend him amid investigations. Thousands of Brazilians protest coup probe, election ban of ex-president Bolsonaro. No, the coup was against Bolsonaro. So again, it's the same thing. The, the, the left in Brazil does the same thing the left in America does. Brazil's Bolsonaro gathers supporters in show of strength amid coup probe. Uh, Lula could never have any crowds like this in the street. So joining me now to discuss this is Paulo Figueiredo. Figueiredo, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, get into all of this for me because this, this, there's a lot of different angles. So kind of frame this all up. What led to these massive demonstrations in the streets, pro-Bolsonaro demonstrations in the streets of Brazil, which, by the way, the American media is completely ignoring? Well, thank you for uh, inviting me, Owen. Yeah, definitely uh, people are going – for two reasons, mainly for two reasons. Uh, the first one is to protest against the crackdown of the political rights in Brazil. So the Supreme Court of Brazil is actually ruling the country, not Lula da Silva, as many people think. Uh, Lula da Silva was uh, led back to power by the Supreme Court, who conducted an election that was uh, opaque, to say the least. And uh, since then, we've been seeing journalists like myself being censored. Right now, currently, uh, the Brazilian government took away my Brazilian passport. I would be in prison if I weren't uh, living here in the United States. Uh, they froze all my assets in Brazil, and I'm not the only one. I, I would love to say that I'm the only one, but I'm not. There are other colleagues in the same situation. So just 
An example, they, the, the federal police of Brazil detained a European, a Portuguese journalist that was traveling to Brazil to cover the demonstrations, and he was detained uh, in the airport. Of course, we're talking about a conservative uh, journalist, but this is one of the reasons, the crackdown of all the political opposition that's ongoing. The second reason is, and it's connected to the first one, is to show support to former President Bolsonaro, who is being victim of the strongest lawfare campaign I've ever seen in my life. So if you Americans think what's happening to Donald Trump is bad, uh, what's happening to Jerry Bolsonaro is actually the same thing, but on steroids, because he's being uh, prosecuted by the Supreme Court themselves, and and you didn't hear it wrong. The Supreme Court is actually is acting as prosecutors on cases that goes from a supposed coup attempt to believe it or not, and I'm not making this up, molesting a whale. I mean, disturbing a whale with a jet ski, uh, and that's that's a real charge that he's facing. He had to depose to the the federal police about this one day he was on the ocean and he was playing with a jet ski and there was a whale close by. And then the the Ministry of uh, Environment of Lula da Silva pressed charges against him and he he might face prison because of that. So the accusations are that ridiculous. Well, and I'm I'm glad you explained that because This is the highest level of law enforcement, if you will, the highest level of the justice system in Brazil, the Supreme Court that's persecuting Bolsonaro. Here, it's 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 low level scum that that Trump is dealing with and the Supreme Court may actually end up defending Trump. But but quickly, let's just flash back so people get even better context. I don't think I've ever seen political rallies Anywhere ever, except, I mean, maybe when the communist Chinese celebrate holidays and and, and force everybody into the streets for these ceremonies. But, I mean, we're talking about organic political rallies for Bolsonaro. Millions of people in the streets. I mean, do they just act like that didn't happen? I mean, Lula doesn't have rallies. No, actually, according to some um, polls from the left, according to some studies from the left, this was the largest demonstration in the history of Brazil. Uh, that they ever recorded. And that's according to them, to their numbers. So um, the estimates go from 185,000 people on the streets, which is frankly a joke, to 2.3 million people on the streets of Sao Paulo. And, and the viewers can look at the images and come to their own conclusion. It's something that it's unseen, I, I'd say, anywhere in the world. And that was completely organic. This actually marks the first massive return to the streets uh, since Bolsonaro's presidency ended. Well, until, and, and really, uh, 20- that's because people are afraid of going out in the streets and, and winding up in prison, as many Bolsonaro supporters did. You're, you're darn right, because up until 2022, it was pretty common to see uh, patriotic Brazilians rallying. But things really shifted after January 8th, which, you know, it's our version, almost a copy and paste of the U.S. January 6th. And it's so incredibly uh, similar and that I I cover both Brazilian and U.S. politics. So, so it's so similar that I can't even describe. I mean, we have... Uh, public officials inviting demonstrators uh, to go inside the Capitol building in Brazil. We have the authorities uh, telling the police to stand down, telling the, the police that they don't need uh, security for the day of the event. We have 
uh, infiltrated people. We have everything you can ever imagine. That you, what people are seeing now is uh, the federal, the palace of the president that was empty because Lula conveniently decided to travel on the day of the of, of January eighth. I mean, it's it's, and we ended up with almost two thousand people uh, in prison, and some of them are facing seventeen years. Uh, sentences. So, I mean, sentences that are way bigger than any drug dealer, any drug cartel may face in Brazil in conditions without due process at all. So it's it's really sad. And again, these people are being, uh, in this case, judged by the Supreme Court. So it means there's no one to appeal. There's no jury and there's no appeal. So People left the streets for a while, but now it looks like, it looked like they're back and they're back for good. Well, and and just to get outside of the conversation for for a little bit, because it's eerie the similarities between January sixth and January eighth. It almost feels like they were, had the same like director, screenwriter, everything. But you know, I kind of look at this geopolitically, and I see the holy the whole to me the holy trinity of of world allies would be Russia, America, and Brazil. I feel like those three countries as allies are unstoppable. The the I mean just just everything they all have to offer uh is it would just be a perfect unity of three countries being like a, a true power of freedom and engineering and invention and freedom and and it's the globalists that are trying to disrupt all of this right now. Uh but that's a little bit outside. Now ex- but, but explain one more thing before we get into the political persecution you're enduring. And, and some of the, the, the future developments coming up quickly. Where are the Brazilian people as far as do they believe that Lula won the election fair and square? It's about 50-50 here. About half of Americans don't believe Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Um, where is that in Brazil? And, and if you would, maybe even kind of walk the audience through how Lula even got into office, which many people believe was illegitimate. So a quick comment on what you said about geopolitics, which is very interesting. Brazil, so in a war, which is the ultimate goal of any geopolitics, right? You need people, you need uh, energy, you need food, and you need uh, iron for your war machines, right? Brazil is the third largest food producer in the world. Uh, Brazil is number two in iron ore is an energy powerhouse, more oil and more energy than most OPEC countries, and is the sixth largest population in the world. So in terms of geopolitics, it can't have a better ally than Brazil. And the Chinese do do know that, and apparently they know better than the Americans. That's why China is becoming so influent in Brazil and why they wanted Lula to win so badly. So as far as the, uh, the election, it's very interesting because right now Brazilians are so afraid that you can't even see polls about it. Because the, the, the pollers, the people that do the polls, the pollsters, they are afraid of asking people if they believe in the elections or not. So the last, uh, the last poll we had was last year and the number was around 40% of the people did not believe that the election was fair. If you ask me, these numbers went up since then, like they have been going up in the United States since, uh, the, the 2020 election. So I think less and less Brazilians trust their system. Brazil has a very unique 
system, which is the dream of any Democrat in the United States. So Brazilia has a very centralized system. Everything is centralized in a court that's the superior electoral court. And not only everything is centralized, but everything is also seven Supreme Court justices Brazil have. Uh, Lula and his allies, the left, appointed nine of them. So the guys he appointed uh, decided to nullify the trial, make him, uh, he was not found not guilty. He was just not not uh, guilty anymore, right? He was not innocent. And uh, so he was able to run for president. And we had this election with this James Bond villain um, in charge of the process. And I I can't say if there was fraud because there's no way to figure it out. It's all electronic. So the best part of it is if there was fraud, we can't tell. And uh, But what I, what I can tell for sure, it, it, it was that it was a very unfair uh, process. I mean, he censored Bolsonaro's allies. He um, threatened the president. He even applied a 22 million hash, which is roughly uh, $5 million, which is a lot of money for Brazil, in fines to Bolsonaro's party. So it was very unfair. The whole process was very unfair. Well, I would say that the other similarity would be that, I mean, here here in America, and you, you've been following American politics too, so I know you understand this, but it's like, I can't find a Biden supporter. I mean, I literally cannot find one. I, I have friends that vote Democrat. I have friends that are pro-choice. I have friends that are liberal. They're not voting Biden. I don't know any Biden voters, So, but somehow he wins. But I think maybe the better comparison, so I don't, I don't know if it's like that in Brazil because um, I haven't been on the ground there, but I do know that if you look at rally size, which I think is a perfectly fair thing to, to analyze in all these things, Bolsonaro had rallies that envied World Cup celebrations. And, and Lula would have very, very pedestrian rallies, very small rallies, which were mostly just astroturf. I mean, so how much stake do you put that into it? I mean, maybe we move on from this. But to me, I, I think there's enough anecdotal evidence just by looking at your own eyes to say, yeah, Bolsonaro was clearly way more popular than Lula and there were shenanigans. But but let me, let me move on for the sake of time here because I want to get into the political persecution. And this really breaks my heart. Now, my situation is different than yours. Um, I'm not allowed to leave the country. I'm, I'm really not even allowed to leave the county I'm in um, dealing with the persecution. You've had to flee your country to to avoid imprisonment or, or, or God knows what else. I have to say this really breaks my heart. Um, I actually have a lot of Brazilian friends. I met a lot of people from Brazil. They were international students in in St. Louis when I was living there. I befriended them. I went and visited Brazil for nearly a month some time ago. It's one of the most beautiful countries on earth. I I truly love it. I'm even afraid, you know, if and when my, uh, you know, jurisdictional probation ends, I'm afraid maybe if I fly to Brazil, they just arrest me. You know, I'm afraid to even maybe go back to Brazil. So so talk about your political persecution. I've talked to other members like Tesra Livre. They can't travel. So so talk about the level of persecution that you endure yourself and, and, and others. Well, you mentioned Tesra Livre. The, the, the owner of Tesra Livre is living under exile here in asylum in the United States in Orlando, Florida. And his case is very sad because he had the largest independent media of Brazil. And one day, the same James Bond villain and mansion decided to freeze all the accounts and close his uh, his media outlet. 
So they actually closed the media outlet in Brazil. And that was in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. His house was raided by the federal police with police pointing guns at him and all that. Yeah. And that's Alan Dos Santos, who's a great who's a great Brazilian. Great Brazilian, great, great patriot. And it was a sad story. He has all his assets frozen. Um, and he has a, a daughter with special needs and he couldn't pay for her medicine. It was a nightmare to get his family here in the United States. The good thing is that he's living here in the U.S. safe and sound. Um, my case is a little bit different. I moved here in 2015 when the uh, Dilma Rousseff, Lula's successor, was reelected. I said, enough of it. I moved to the United States. So I have a studio in my house and I used to do my show here from, from my house in Brazil on Brazilian TV. So I was a mainstream media guy. And my TV show was the most popular show uh, in the country, most popular political show in the country, had two, three million viewers a day. So uh, and on TV, radio, I mean, mainstream media. So one day the justice, the Supreme Court justice decided I was asking uh, questions that were not convenient. He decided to seize my passport, uh, freeze my assets and block all my social media. If you're in Brazil, you can't access any pulse that I make. So it was it was very sad. And right now I can't go back to my country. If I have a relative like my father, he's 80 something years old. I can't go there if he gets sick. So it's very it's very sad. But uh, that's the reality in, in dictatorships. And uh, my, my concern is that Americans need to watch out for their freedoms, because what happened to you, people need to have zero tolerance with that. You know, know a case about other journalists that cover the January 6th and are facing uh, consequences for that as well. So we we need to have zero tolerance here in America about that, because if America's liberties fall, uh, there's nowhere else to go. America is not doing great, but it's it's still the best and the most free country in the world. You, you see how things are in Canada. You see how things are in Germany or in, in Europe in general. And it's it's worse than here. So in Brazil, I, I told you a little bit about it. So we need to watch out because this is the still the liberty haven, although we, we definitely seen better times here as well. Well, we have, though it may be small, we do have some, and it's all in the Republican Party. I mean, maybe one or two Democrats are, are, are trying to fight for free speech and, and trying to fight for uh, reality, you might say, or common sense. In our government, but but there are some Republicans that are talking about January sixth. There are some Republicans that are talking about the Biden crime family. Does any of that exist at all in Brazil? Is it just not there, or are they too afraid that they speak about it, they'll be thrown in prison? It's very interesting because uh, we don't have a two party system like the United States. Brazil has more than thirty parties, uh, but we have a, a, I'd say around a hundred members of Congress. They are very brave and they're trying to fight against that. The problem is that they're terrified because we already had a congressman arrested because he posted a video criticizing with very harsh words, I'd say. But he was just criticizing the Supreme Court. And what they said was that he was attacking the institutions and and therefore attacking democracy. I know that sounds familiar to you, uh, and therefore he he needed to go to jail. So he went to prison. He was convicted as while he was in still in Congress, and he's now facing nine years 
in a federal prison, in a maximum security prison. This is a congressman. So, and and the, the most, the funniest thing was that Bolsonaro was still president when that happened. He issued a presidential pardon and the Supreme Court declared that that pardon was unconstitutional. So they decided to imprison him anyway. And, and because of that, and uh, all, every member of Congress of Brazil is now terrified ter- ter- to criticize the court. I mean, they even say, Paulo, the things you say, you can say because you're outside. If you were here, you would be in prison for sure. And I'm glad I have still have the First Amendment here. Yeah, and well, I mean, we're trying to defend it as well. Paulo Figueredo is my guest. I, I want to talk about the future in the next segment. I, I want to talk about what you think the future in Brazil looks like, what you think the future in America looks like. Do you have high hopes? Do you have low hopes? I mean, how do you see this going? And, you know, here, here's another reason why I think that the, 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 the best trinity of allies would be Russia, Brazil, and the United States. Inherently, we're supposed to despise communism here in America. But Brazil and Russia actually know the devastating effects of communism. They know how devastating it is. So it's sad to see them going back under this communist rule. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Trigger warning. This broadcast contains subject matter that might trigger liberal snowflakes. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video. Paulo Figueiredo. I said it right that time. Paulo Figueiredo is our guest really in exile from Brazil and the corrupt communist Lula regime, and I'm glad he can join us here. We just heard a lot of his story and the story of Brazil, why there are millions in the streets rallying or protesting in support of Jair Bolsonaro, who I view as the legitimate president of Brazil, much like I would view Trump as the legitimate president of America, uh, the United States of America, but I guess that's just how corrupt things are on planet Earth right now. But speaking of that, uh, let's talk about the future because, I mean, really, I look at America's future and I do see, I do see hope. I do see reason to believe. Otherwise, I wouldn't still be uh, up here on air every day. And so, I, I would imagine that you still see some hope. You're still doing what you're doing. So, though things might be bleak right now, uh, but I understand also people that see no hope that have that that think there's nothing but darkness in the future. What do you say, Paolo? 
Well, if you think about it, what Brazil and the U.S. has so many similarities, right? And in 2016, uh, America elected the national populist uh, conservative, if you prefer, to uh, pretty much get rid of the establishment and the globalist elites, right? And Brazil did the same thing in 2018. So in 2020, it looks like the globalists and the elites uh, found a way to go back to power, and they did the same thing in Brazil in 2022. So we had the America had uh, their January 6th, Brazil had January 8th, almost exact the same thing to the date. Uh, so a lot of similarities. But I like to look a little bit towards Argentina. Argentina was doing very, very badly. Uh, they, the pro- poverty in Argentina, poverty line was uh, 50% of the population was below poverty line, uh, almost 200% inflation a year. It was, the situation was very bad in a country that had very good people. And now they elected uh, Javier Millet, which is really transforming the country quickly. So right now, what we're facing in the world it's everyone is looking at the United States. Everyone is looking at uh, Trump versus Biden or whoever they put it in its place. Uh, because, look, we all know, everyone knows in the world that Joe Biden can't be president anymore. It's not, it's not, a, matter of, it's not a matter of ideology. It's a matter of uh, mental health. The guy is not fit to run any house. Imagine the most powerful and important country in the world. So... And it looks like the country knows that now. It looks like everyone knows that. The international community knows that. The American people knows that. So what, what I'm saying is that if Biden wins the election in the United States, means there's no democracy anymore. It's all a charade. It's all, it, it's all a show. Because Donald Trump can't, can't lose that anymore. It's if you compare the country during uh, Trump's administration and right now, you can't even compare it. So America became a joke on on foreign policy. We're in the middle of a war in Europe that we didn't have. Afghanistan was a disaster. The Middle East is a disaster as well. So and and the country is not doing well. You look at the borders. Uh, what's going on in the American borders is a disaster. It's a joke. So that means if Joe Biden wins this election, if they find a way to give him another term, means there's not actually an election anymore. There's no democracy. And that's that's the way you would see it. So but on the other side, if Trump, who has against him all the globalists, all the elites, Hollywood, the financial markets, the academia, universities, uh, of course, definitely the mainstream media, all the most of the media, all the big donors. If Trump can defeat all these powerful people, well, that other other side means there's still hope for everyone, including Brazil. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, and I think that you're very you're on to something where if Biden wins or whoever Democrat wins I mean I don't know who they even have that would be a viable uh, a viable opponent maybe Gavin Newsom at this point I, I don't really see anybody else being a vi- viable opponent Michelle think, maybe Michelle Obama yeah I, I I don't even see her as a real viable opponent I mean Obama's have already been rejected once I mean they tried to uh, get Hillary Clinton in and failed so 
But I think that's how the world will see it. I think that's how the American people will see it. Many people already see it that way, that, wow, America's elections are rigged. There, there are no elections here. There's selections. I mean, they're going as far now uh, to, to make petitions to try to shut down the Electoral College. I mean, if that happens, forget about it. it it's one party rule, Democrat Party, for the rest of America's history. And, and we've already seen what that's done in most of the inner cities. The Democrats have completely destroyed them and gutted them and robbed them dry. Exactly. And well, right now, if people, let's say Gavin Newsom is the candidate, you look at what he did to California, look at the state of uh, what's happening to California. I live there. Probably the most beautiful state in the world. It's it's amazing. They have everything and people are leaving the country to come to Florida and other states. So if, if American people decide to vote for, for Gavin Newsom, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to fix that. So I mean, every, every, this is the destiny of the free world is hanging on the election that's going to happen in the United States in November. Couldn't agree more. I think all the uh, concerned citizens of the planet that like freedom and prosperity see it in the same way. And that's why it's so important that we get this one right. Paulo Figueiredo, well, uh, you're banned in Brazil, but where can people follow your work here in America? Well, they can. All my social media in America is still uh, working. They can look in any platform for at real uh, P. Figueredo, like it's uh, like it is on the screen. The the one that I use the most is uh, Axe Twitter. So they can go there, and uh, I'll keep them posted about what's going on in Brazil, and the main, mainstream media won't cover. Well, let's hope we can save both these great countries, and uh, it'd be it'd be very important not just for the Western world, the destiny of the Western world. But, but I would say the entire world as well. Paulo, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you all. Very important to be following what's going on in Brazil, folks. I'm telling you, it's, it, it's very important because as Brazil goes, likely South America goes, just like as America goes, likely North America goes. And so we don't want to see it go the way of communism and corruption. And uh, it, it's, it's just – it's really sad. It's really sad when you see that type of corruption taking place in Brazil, just like it is here in America. All right, we're going to get to some other subjects. Maybe we'll get into the situation in the Middle East and Ukraine coming up next. It's more of the same garbage, unfortunately. So uh, we'll, we'll cover that in the next segment. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, everything we do here is brought to you by your support. You support us and keep us on the air. That's why we can maintain our independence and not have controlled messages or, or, or paid-for newscasts. You support us. Now, I had an individual ask me, hey, what do you do to sleep at night? And I said, well, the best supplement that, that I have for sleep support right now is Rocket Rest, which can be found at drjonesnaturals.com. But I've also had success with Knockout Sleep Support from InfoWarsStore.com or Down and Out Liquid tincture sleep support from InfoWarsStore.com. But right now, what's working the best for me, because I like to kind of switch it up, uh, right now what's working the best for me is Rocket Rest from DrJonesNaturals.com. And it's got the melatonin in there, obviously, the L-tryptophan and some magnesium. It's all the ingredients that are known to help you get a good night's sleep. L-theanine, GAB, it's all in there, Rocket Rest from Dr. Jones Naturals. But again, um, you can rotate it, knock out sleep support from InfoWarsStore.com has worked for me, as well 
as the liquid sleep support down and out. So InfoWarsStore.com or Dr. Jones Naturals, people asking me, hey, what do you do for uh, to help you sleep at night? Well, that's how I do it, and it works for me, and it'll work for you as well. But it works really well. So don't think, oh, I'll just experiment with this and be fine. No, if you take it, you're going to sleep. So just expect that. All right, when we come back, we'll get into some of the other geopolitical developments. It's the InfoWars War Room, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars is listener-supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health, too. The curcuminoids in turmeric is one of nature's most powerful and beneficial medicines. Raw turmeric root contains about 5% of this incredible medicine. But our bodies has been formulated to contain over 95%. This makes bodies one of the most powerful natural antioxidants in the world. Combined with other natural herbs, bodies will help improve mobility, flexibility, and immunity. Get some today. Now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. I'm Robert De Niro speaking to you from New York. This is Imagine Dragons. This is Bono from U2. Je suis Catherine Deneuve. Hello, Ukraine. I'm Mark Hamill. Hello from Los Angeles. It's Catherine Winnick. This is Stephen Fry. Hey, this is Brad Paisley. It's Emma Thompson here. I'm Jared Padalecki. I stand with Ukraine. Dear Ukrainians. Today marks the two-year anniversary of Russia's unjustified invasion of Ukraine. Deux ans ont passé. Deux ans ont passé avec toujours tant de morts, tant de massacres, tant de villes rasées. It was a shocking act, and it continues to be a shocking act every single day. Je sais combien de force il vous faut, combien il faut être chaque jour là pour lutter contre tout ça. I'm still inspired by Ukraine's resilience, as I was two years ago. Ukraine is not only defending itself, but is defending Europe and the West in general. Because if the war criminal Putin is successful in his illegal and immoral invasion of Ukraine, no country will be safe. In this cruel, unjust war, we united to protect Ukraine. We united for justice. For democracy. All right, so, so this goes on with all these cucks and sellouts and little bitches 
Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Now, you have to wonder, are these people on a Epstein list? Are they just that stupid? Or is this how they think they can get another job in Hollywood or maintain their uh, roles in Hollywood? I mean, this is just pathetic. I, I pray that we eventually live in a world that's not overwhelmed with propaganda and sellouts, as is the world today. And of course, oh, how convenient, right as they need this bill to support Ukraine. Where, where are all the actresses saying, where are all the actors and actresses and, and, and Hollywood celebrities and filmmakers and all the others? Where are all them talking about America? Where are all of them talking about America's invasion and the, the citizens of America that are getting killed and raped by illegal immigrants? Where are they talking about the dollar losing its power and us funding all the wars and funding everything else but our own personal interests? Where, when do we get a message? When, when does America get a message of support? No, it's all about war propaganda. It's all about political propaganda. It's all about sellouts. These pathetic souls really is pathetic. But of course, they have to sell you this war in Ukraine and they have to get support for this sellout, traitorous, treasonous bill that they need to fund Ukraine and Israel, but not our southern border. They use that as a negotiation tactic, as leverage at the table. Oh, you want to secure the U.S. border? Well, give us money for Ukraine. Give us money for Israel. Wait a second. I thought you were a U.S. politician. I guess not. I guess Chuck Schumer is a representative of Ukraine. I guess that's what that means. By the way, the cover of Time magazine, the new anti-Semitism written by Noah Feldman. So if you think, which most of the world thinks, that Israel is committing a genocide in Palestine or in the Gaza Strip, then you're an anti-Semite. So if you're against the Israeli genocide against the Palestinians, you're an anti-Semite and Time magazine is going to support that worldview. That's really incredible stuff. And, and here's the thing. I'm so sick and tired of this debate, quite frankly, other than just being a, a, a anti-war humanitarian and just calling it as it is. It's a genocide they're committing. I don't want anything to do with it. If Israel wants to commit genocides, then, then go at it, Israel. Let the world know who you really are. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to argue about it. I don't want to debate it. I don't want to fund it. I don't want to arm it. Leave us out of it. But no, they have to put that on the cover of Time magazine. So it's, you better support Israel's genocide or you're anti-Semite. And you better support Ukraine's war or you're anti-American. And you don't, you're not cool like Hollywood. You don't go to orgies and do drugs and suck each other off like cool Hollywood celebs. By the way, Israel has a really nice wall. Did you know that? They have a really nice wall. I mean, a big, beautiful wall apparently worth billions and we built it we built it and we funded it but we can't have our own wall patrick bet david lays out all the numbers so so israel has a big huge beautiful wall it even goes 60 feet underground i mean this thing is massive i mean this is an impressive infrastructure but uh you don't get a wall that's only for the nice israelis and i wonder who did this massive fire erupts in hebron mayor says only israel can stop the flames well, who started the flames? A massive fire erupted at a factory in the Palestinian West Bank city of Hebron on Tuesday evening. 
and um, and now they're begging Israel to come in and put it out. It's a pretty massive fire there. It's catastrophic. Engulfed the Royal Industrial Trading, a Palestinian industrial giant. Um, and uh, I, but I wonder who did it. It was probably just an accident. And so there, here they look. Here's the problem: Israel is basically going against the the uh, UN because they've pretty much been scolded by the UN and by the majority of countries in the UN for the genocide they're committing. But because they are backed by the U.S., nobody really does anything about it. So this is going to continue. Uh, but they can't really get the support for the war in Ukraine that they need. And every time they try to advance that war forward, they do end up in check. So so nothing is really checking Israel against the mass genocide. But uh, they are still being held in check as far as what they want to do against Russia and Ukraine. NATO allies rule out sending troops to Ukraine as Russia rebukes Macron. So, oh, we're going to, so th- so they first made the statement, yeah, we're Wang sending troops in and we're going to have Ukraine join NATO. And then it's, okay, we're not going to send troops in and maybe we're not sure Ukraine will join NATO. But that's just all, that's just all saber rattling. I mean, NATO is basically sitting there poking the beehive. And then if the bees come out of the beehive, they say, whoa, what, what the hell? What's wrong with these bees? Somebody do something about these bees. We need to exterminate these bees. But they're, but they're the ones sending troops in. They're the ones sending arms to Ukraine. The West is using Ukraine as a vassal state for money laundering, for weapons laundering. And then most of the people in Ukraine want to be a part of Russia. They don't want to be a part of the corrupt Kiev regime. And it was the CIA that overthrew the elected Ukrainian president in 2014 anyway. But see, you don't hear about any of this because the mainstream news is corrupt and your politicians are corrupt. And they're all profiting off of this never-ending war. They love it. It's what they do. And so then they start all these wars. They start all these wars. And Jason Crow accidentally lets the cat out of the bag. But, you know, he is being honest here. Here's Democrat from Colorado, Jason Crow, talking about how the funding of Ukraine works because nobody wants to do it. So he figures, well, let me explain to you how this really works. An incredible admission of the military industrial complex stealing our money. But there's even another angle to this. But first, here's Democrat Jason Crow. This is how the funding for Ukraine works in clip four. But let's also talk about how this bill is structured and how it provides that support. It provides that support by spending over half of the money right here in the United States to U.S. businesses and U.S. workers from places like Texas and North Carolina and Pennsylvania and Colorado all throughout this nation who will be building the equipments and and supplies that we'll be sending to our military. Because that's another important part of this. Our military sends our old equipment to Ukraine. Oh. And Ukraine uses it with great effect oh, with on great the battlefield. Effect, even though they're losing. Then the new stuff is kept by our military. So let's break this down. We're supporting our economy. We're protecting our 100,000 troops. We're ensuring a stable our and prosperous Europe. We're defeating Europe. the Russian military. You're losing to the Russian military. We're ensuring food supplies. Food We're supplies. updating our own military stocks. We're infusing money in the U.S. defense industrial base and to our own workers and businesses. 
and we're doing all of this for less than 5% of our annual defense budget. Boy, that's saying a lot. Now, now, okay, uh, in a way, he is being mostly honest, but this is how this would go if we had real representatives that actually cared about America and not selling us out. This is how it would go. Oh, okay, Ukraine needs support? Hmm, okay, well, you have two options. We can loan you money at a, maybe a low interest rate, but we can loan you money at an interest rate. Or we have a bunch of military equipment that we're not really using right now. You can purchase that. You can just outright buy that from us if you would like. Now, would you like to do business? See, that's what it would be like if we were trying to have a successful country. That's what it would be like if we were trying to run a prosperous country and cared about our own citizens. But no. They care about their stock portfolio in all the military contractors and weapons companies. They care about their vassal state of Ukraine. And they do not care about the American people or our future or our prosperity. Could not be any clearer. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. Fundraisers to sign copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. In a galaxy of endless energy needs, the power of TurboForce rises above the rest. The force that propels you to tackle your day and face the dark side of fatigue. TurboForce ensures you stay sharp, alert, and at the top of your game. Don't let fatigue pull you into the dark side. Be the hero of your own saga. Harness the power, feel the rush, and take control with TurboForce. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today, and may the TurboForce be with you.